Podcasting from the deep depths of the dark web, this is Darn IT Podcast with your host, Darn G, CEO of Darn IT Group, special edition podcast. This podcast is going to be about just a conversation with Darnley and there's unscripted, unedited, raw podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. Darnley G here. Um, doing this a bit different because change is good, right? This podcast is going to be unscripted, raw, um, unfiltered, all that fun stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. It's a different format and I will go through a few things in terms of cybersecurity, sort of like the posture of today's society in terms of security and small business uh, here at home in Canada and abroad. Um, Maybe a bit more about myself and the business, Darnity Group. And let's just just get into it. Um, Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. This is something that I really like to do because in security, we all know that there's this big rigidness in terms of uh, the confines that as cybersecurity experts, we must adhere to. And there's so much noise out there. If you're not a cybersecurity expert, or if you are, you all can understand and relate that there is so much bloody noise out there that it makes it so confusing for um, the the everyday person or even the security expert to ascertain sort of like the best things to do for your organization or the type of content you must you know reach out to people and talk about and get them to understand and from experience that is so hard to do if you're a CIO CISO. CEO, whomever, doesn't matter your position, IT professional, IT beginner, it doesn't matter. It doesn't end. And the infuriating part is that this is such a dynamic landscape that there is never a right way. There is never a great way. There is rules we must follow 100%. However, it's a continuous evolving door or world, however you want to kind of skew it. But it is not something that will end anytime soon. As long as technology advances, as long as there's vendors putting software out there, as long as there's people using internet, security is always going to be a problem. And it will never finish. It will never be completed. There will never be that silver bullet of technologies that exists. And if you think that exists, if you are a newbie or a professional, you are paddling up the wrong creek. I can tell you that very much so. We know there are some things that you can implement in your infrastructure, um, in your your policies, in your business structures, etc. There's a lot of things you can do and a lot of things you shouldn't do and a lot of things that would just blow your budget or blow your business. However way you want to put it together. But understand that the fundamentals are key and the things that we as security experts are basically beating a dead horse at this point, but 
some people are just wondering what we need to do because they are so fatigued. And I see this everywhere. Small business, large business, uh, consumer, home user. It doesn't matter who it is. Every single person today is experiencing cybersecurity fatigue. And it doesn't help even during a uh, pandemic that this is going to get any easier or difficult because cyber criminals, threat actors know that this is the prime time to start investing in attacks, investing in threats, vulnerabilities, exploitations, etc. that a lot of businesses that are not properly equipped uh, could potentially fail. And you may ask, well, how can a business fail? How can a business get breached? Well, it's a loaded question and it's a loaded answer. There is no one surefire way to say, hey, this is what's going to stop you from getting breached. That doesn't exist. That will never happen. But there are some processes that can be put in place today or tomorrow that can really help your business out, can really help yourself out. Now, I have met all different types of people. I've met cheap business owners. I've met uh, arrogant business owners and not just business owners. It could be their C-levels, CFOs, CIOs, CISOs alike that, you know what I like? A lot of CISOs and CIOs resonate with what we say. Usually we're synonymous in terms of our beliefs and goals. I don't want to pick on these guys too much because they're really great I find that we're pretty much playing, we're fighting the same war as far as I'm concerned. So I, I think the end goal is to convince the CFO and CEO. And that's something that I don't say convince, but have to understand and digest because it's not as A plus B does not always equal C in business, right? So understanding those fundamentals when it comes to accepting a new process, accepting new technologies or, or policies and procedures, etc. It's it's a it's a mixed bag. And saying, okay, well we need X amount of dollars for this solution, X amount of dollars for this procedure, X amount of dollars to do this test. Like dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. And and that's what most business leaders see. And that is sort of like the the million dollar question for any type of business of how am I able to utilize a proper security budget during a pandemic to protect our organization? It's sort of like a cash 22 It's like, here, we're losing money, but I need money for this, right? And there are ways that you can best utilize what you have now. And, and I'm speaking to this, the CIOs or business owners and stuff like that who are wondering how can we stay secure while in a recession or a pandemic? Excellent question. Do I have a 100% answer for it? No. But what I can say to you is that there are some processes you can look at. Um, There's some layers that may be duplicated in your business process and your technology process that you may be able to eliminate, not personnel, but you may be able to eliminate some software components, vendors, that there may be overlap. Um, there may be overlap in personnel, yes. But what I always suggest is look at the business process, look at the technologies, look at other things except people because it's the people that we employ 
that are that makes everything for a business, right? I I at Darn IT Group really respect the people who work for us. I really respect the people who help the business be the business it is today and and where it's going. Hundred percent. I there's could not do without people. And I've seen a lot of businesses who like to throw the axe at their personnel because. Well, truth be told, they do suck a lot of a lot of money out of the business, right? But without them, your business wouldn't be there. So again, the cash twenty two is upon us again. But there are ways to look at your business model today without really looking at people, because I love people. When I'm in an opportunity where we'd have to cut costs or we have to reduce costs, etc., and we get involved. We look at the technology, we look at the business process first. We don't go look at cutting people's jobs. That's not what I'm here for. I, I just, I cannot sleep at night knowing that, you know, we have to remove people's jobs. And the pandemic has hurt our business, not significantly because we've been quite busy, but to the point where it's like, what, what do we have to look at even in our business processes and models where we can sort of trim the fat without, you know, chopping off her ankle per se with the business. It's a heck of an analogy, but you get what I'm saying. So look at it in ways where you can best benefit without causing risk to your organization, especially during this time. It's it's just really hard for any business owner or leader to accept they have to necessarily gain more money or spend more money, sorry, to include certain processes and procedures. You know, there's a business that I dealt with that asked us about this. And I said, you got to train your people. You got to look at what they are doing, how they are listening to you and understanding to minimize uh, phishing attacks, social engineering attacks, because all their frontline staff are now working at home. There has to be communication, constant communication, because I see a lot of these educational cyber awareness training programs, etc., are once every year or once every a half year, etc., which isn't the case because people will become complacent and people will forget it. That's human nature. There's a lot of things like your parents have told you to do over the many years, and I can almost guarantee that you didn't do it. I sure as hell didn't do it, so I'm certain you have not done that. So understand your your people are the same way. Don't be complacent with a one-time assessment. Don't be complacent with a one-time education. It has to be an ongoing and you must utilize technology, security platforms and software vendors in lieu of some of the training. Otherwise, there are going to be bigger gaps in your organization and cyber criminals will find ways to exploit that. So keep that in mind when you're looking at uh, cost saving measures, but not hampering security. So I hope that that sort of conversation sort of maybe aligned you a certain way. Um, and this applies to any business. It can be for for-profit, not-for-profit organizations. There are ways that you can incorporate business um, saving scenarios and security saving scenarios without necessarily cutting the budget and or cutting people's jobs especially, but re- increasing your risk in the cyber field. And sort of that's sort of my take on that. So I, again, I hope you sort of learned from, from that and took it away. If not, let me know. Um, so moving on, because I can talk about this for hours and I'm trying to keep this this new one very limited. So I'm not boring you all to death. I hope not. 
Um, <laughs> but let's talk about some of the, the state of threats that are going on today and sort of my take on it. Um, now, you may or may not be aware, I did come from a very brief stint in the national security landscape. And I know there's a lot of of national threat actors that are out there to disrupt Canada, United States, or the five eyes, as you will, um, that to the point where it's it goes beyond understanding that there's some bum in their basement, in a hoodie, looking at breaching your business. Like, you have to understand that there is a lot of money out there on the dark web to be made, right? You can see all these breaches. Um, one example is the Marriott Hotel. Um, there's a few banking apps that have been breached, especially in the U.S., that um, has leaked information. And people will pay good coin for that or Bitcoin haha, for that. But um, in all seriousness, that there's been a lot of breaches um, all over the world because people are now understanding that data is worth money. Data is more worth more money than oil now, for Christ's sake. So understand how important that is. And you have to protect your crown jewels. If there's anything you can take away from this podcast is you have to understand that you need to look at where your data is residing, who's holding it, and what are you doing to minimize the threat in that data. So just plopping data on the cloud and just saying, oh, it's secure is a very short-sighted way of understanding security or understanding the protection of your business, right? Because putting on the cloud is maybe moving it, the chess piece a bit closer to the cyber criminals because now you've put that data on a uh, public server. Now, I want to mention about that uh, inadvertently is that we here at Darn IT Group have a new vendor we onboarded um, that will eliminate and completely minimize and significantly save money um, on the amount of information you put on public clouds. So this is information on private cloud, uh, which is stored in Switzerland or can be stored locally in Canada or the United States, depending on where you reside. But most importantly, or also depending on your, your privacy and compliance laws as well, which is very important. However, it, this technology is revolutionary and it is secure, no pun intended, and you'll find out why later. It is secure to the point where now, um, let's say, charter accountants, for example, can send email in secure fashion that they don't have to worry about um, if the email has end-to-end encryption, which it does, um, or have to use uh, you know the, the typical organizations like Microsoft or Google they can actually utilize a super secure system. Now, um, you can visit www.darnit.ca or darnagroup.com to see that information. But it's it's very important to understand that the technologies that we use are not uh, a castle. It is not something that uh, is impossible to break. And, and don't let the... Uh, perception that it is their responsibility cloud your better judgment. Let me make that very clear because a lot of businesses, excuse me, that we do assessments on think arbitrarily that their 
their technology safe on a public cloud. And most of the time, there are some vulnerabilities, some serious, some not so serious. But in our cybersecurity assessments, we are able to ascertain some vulnerabilities, even with a app being utilized on the public cloud. So do not, I repeat, do not let the whole, I'm putting things on the cloud, I'm super secure, get to you. There are levels and layers. Everything has to be layered. Think about the contingency plans of a layered approach. And that's very fundamental for any business and any business processes is when you have the layers in place, that is what will protect you. That is what will help ensure the defense because if this brick wall gets knocked down or digital brick wall, as you will, there's another one behind it and there's another one behind it. So that really minimizes and reduces your risk. So when you're ever thinking about how do I put a well thought of security system in place, well, let me tell you, think about layers, think about where your crown jewels and think about where the most important data is residing and work outside from that. And that's really the only way that you can see, or well, the only way, but a few ways where you can utilize that process that will help protect your data because that's what the criminals want is your data. They don't care about your computer, how expensive it is. They don't care about how big or small you are or what information you do or don't have. They don't care. If they can break in, they'll break in. and They'll, they'll cause damage. They'll encrypt. They'll destroy. They'll copy. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're affected. And the only way that you're going to protect yourself is to understand the layers, where the data is being stored, and how informed your employees are. Because they use email, they use telephone to their advantage, period. And especially social media, because we're all on social media and we're all, we all have to disclose information. So understand that there are different vectors where they can ascertain that data and use it against you. So I really hope I'm going to wrap this up, but I'm going to think I'm going to do this again. This is my kind of first time doing these things and just comment. Let me know if you like this or this is informative, etc. I know a lot of you love listening to these podcasts and I try to keep them within a constrained time period. But I think that these sort of off the cup conversations are pretty cool, too. So that's it for this podcast. Thank you for listening to off the cusp with darnley g from darn it group just so you know i didn't really record this in the dark deep depths of the dark web i would never do that or will i signing off <laughs>